Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. We're at like half power now. It's true. So a little behind the scenes, we usually record twice a week. On one day we record the episode, and then on the other day we record the intro just because it just seems more enjoyable to record the intro right before it goes out, so in case anything has happened or there's anything pressing we want to talk about. And uh, Jake and TJ are not here tonight. They are they are sick. Uh, Jake is sick. TJ's just sick of being around us. Yep, that's fair. And so it's just us. And I might as well not even be here. All I'm thinking about is playing Dead by Daylight right now. It's just where my head is. I should have started this off like it's day 17. <laughs> Food has run out. <laughs> oh my God. The water is the next thing to go. We had to eat TJ. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's out scavenging. Yeah. Uh, so it was just a couple things before we get into the episode. If you are in Indiana, if you are near Fort Wayne, uh, Fort Wayne PopCon is happening the last week of December. We will be there. Uh, our booth is 504. You can come by and see us. Uh, they will be playing some games and uh, just kind of general tomfoolery. I, I kind of leave that up to Tass. I'm actually going to be uh, helping to judge the costume contest. I'm actually, I'm pretty excited about that. I've got a few lined up already. Uh, I want to run for just random people if people do want to play. Uh, stuff that I actually run at work with some friends. Uh, what I call 10-minute uh, one-shots. So I'll have character sheets from Monster of the Week already made, so just stats and abilities and stuff picked, and I'll have just a little scenario that's like some clues they have to solve and probably a monster to fight. So they're just going to pick up and literally learn how to play in 10 minutes just by jumping in. So I'll have maybe half a dozen of those to just cycle through with random people that walk up. So yeah, we will be there Saturday and Sunday, uh, booth 504 at Fort Wayne PopCon. Also on Saturday, uh, we're going to do a live show. That'll be at one o'clock uh, on the podcast stage. Um, I couldn't be happier with the response we've gotten to the Patreon trailer last week. I know, that's so awesome. Um, so I've got a couple of questions here that people have sent in that I, I want to go over the answers to because I assume that if one person or two people ask the question, there's probably more people. So it's what they always taught us in school. Like, there's no stupid question because if you're thinking it, surely someone else is thinking exactly. it. Exactly, yep. So just like the Crit Show, wherever you download it, uh, the Patreon is marked as mature. So what does that mean? It just means that the show is going to essentially be the same. You know, it's going to have the same type of humor, the same type of language. Uh, really, the only difference is that in the Patreon, we probably will not be bleeping anything because the idea is that for Hero Salad, we will be running that like a live show that we have a we actually have a timer uh, that we have put up on the wall and uh, we'll start 90 minutes and we will just play and Tass will kind of keep an eye on it the same way that I do at the live shows. Um, and so it'll feel a lot more like the Halloween episode or the live shows where you get a little more of us maybe struggling or goofing around or having a good time. Uh, those episodes will come out on the second, third and fourth Friday of the month. 
So the second and fourth Friday will be Hero Salad, and the third one nestled in between will be Roll Investigate the History. Uh, we put those on Friday. Honestly, I put them on Friday just so it'd be you know a little different than what we normally put out. I don't want to put out all our content on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, but also doing it on Friday, actually, for anyone who signs up that first week, that'll give us a little bit of a buffer to make sure the RSS feeds work and make sure we understand how to do everything. I feel like I've got a handle on everything, but, you know, technology happens. Yeah, technology is magic to me, so... Uh, for the divine, for the uh, the tier that comes with swag, the months for the swag will be April... August and January. Uh, and to be eligible for that swag, you need to be part of that tier for the four months uh, prior, or the three months prior and that month. So I guess I just throw that out there that if, if you're someone you're you know on the edge about that one, thinking about maybe waiting, uh, if you do sign up for it, make sure to sign up for it the month after swag has gone out, just because I don't want anybody throwing money towards the swag that they won't get for five or six months. So Yeah, good call. And the final question, how will I play Monster of the Week with whoever has the chosen tier? Oh, good question. It is a good question. Uh, so that will be really whatever works for that player and their friends. It could be in person if it's someone that's around Indianapolis. It could be over Skype. It can be over Google Hangouts. Really, it'll be whatever works for that group. And I was also actually asked if there would be more than one chosen. Uh, you know, I had kind of mentioned before that we would do one. And then if there was demand for it, I could consider adding another one. Really, I think that we will probably just add another one if one is taken because I can sleep when I'm dead. <laughs> yeah. The Patreon launches on January the 2nd, and you can find that on Patreon slash The Crit Show. And I suppose I'm just going to get back into my bubble and hope that whatever got Jake doesn't get me. Yeah, no kidding. Through the thin plastic and the sound of the air being processed and blown into the bubble for me to breathe safely, <laughs> I will listen for the sound of the recap rolling. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to rework my wrist blaster into a code breaker. You hear a voice from above. What would it take to get you three out of my home? It would take you giving us all three of those souls in there. Put everything you found back and you have a deal. We'll take that deal, but I want my bow back too then. We'll give you back all your stuff, you give us back our stuff. The souls and the bow. Very well, but the price for that bow is the necklace. Uh, I'll look at Damien. You turn back and he's not there. Son of a bitch! Um, okay. Well, evidently that part of the deal is off the table now because he has eloped with the necklace. Give us the souls, you can keep the bow, and we'll put back everything we've taken fair and square. Around the corner is a large blue crystal. This is one of the viewing crystals. It's what allows you to communicate with what is inside. Is it okay if we place these three crystals in there real quick just to verify that they are who we need? Yes, of course. I'm going to do the red one first. You put the red one in and you see Reeves from the Eye of Horus. Withdraw her crystal and I'll put in the put in the green one. It's Rachel. Uh, so I'll take that crystal back out and then I will put the white one in. And Tass appears. Oh, hey, boys. Dude. Hi. It's so good to see you. Yeah, you guys too. I I don't know how long I've been stuck in this thing at this point. It's, uh, woo, it's really trippy in there. It's like, it's like nothing. Blah. This is, this is better. This is so, so much better. What's it like to be dead? <laughs> TJ, after all is said and done, and I did die, I loved you the most, buddy. <laughs> I love you too. Uh, sorry, it's just, this is, I'm, 
it's weird. I just wasn't sure that this was going to work. And it's very, it's really good to see you again. Oh, buddy. It's okay. I'm, you know, fine. I mean, you're going to be. You're <laughs> going to be. You're going to be fine. We did it. We got you. We're going to get you out of here. We're going to bring you back. Yeah. Well, I hope so. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so where'd Damien go? He absconded with his mom's neck. Wait, how do you know that Damien was here? Do you, oh, you guys didn't get the whole plan. Your plan was just, oh, your plan was just the get me plan, wasn't it? I, yes. That's all we've ever wanted. Oh, buddy, that's sweet, but that, that sucked real bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, let's, let's take a step back here. Damien was a part of all this. He, he knew I was here. He got me here. He literally traded me to be here specifically so that I could be in the same room with Rachel so that we could get this information. Well, he told us none of that. Well, so. that makes sense now that I think about it. I mean, he, how could he? It, it wouldn't be able to be a real whatever demon deal if he did it that way. So that makes sense. So now we're here. This whole thing is because, well, I kind of know some of Nash's plans, at least part of what he's trying to do, if not what exactly he's trying to do. And it involves my soul. Oh, God. Yeah. So we need to talk to Rachel. Uh, I mean, we have it. We have her soul unencumbered by the compulsions she had as a vampire. So maybe we can find out this information. Okay. We're kind of in a mummy's house right now. So can we get all of you the hell out of here and deal with this later on our own ground? We'd have to find another one of these. We have the opportunity. We need to do it now. I say let's go for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's in this crystal and... Reeves is in the third one. Do you want me to put all of you in there? Yeah, might as well. She's sort of a part of this. She's technically part of me, kind of. That's romantic. No, no, no. She was, never mind, too much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I think we do. I think we have to do it now. So hell, go ahead, load them up. Okay, I will do that. So you place the other two crystals inside of the holder with Tass's crystal and Reeves and Rachel appear inside of the viewer. Hi, Tass. Hi, Rachel. You're dead. Yeah. Hey, um, I'm sorry. No, I understand. I, I mean, I was trying to kill you guys. I was a vampire. Yeah, good times. Um, I'm just going to jump right to it. Is there any way you can help us? Is there any information about him that you can give us to stop this, to stop him from doing all of this? I mean, I don't know what he's trying to do, but I do know what he's doing. Okay, what's that? He's trying to collect souls of the Chosen. He's been at it for generations because he can't always catch one and kill one and after he killed the last one he learned of a way to create a new one so he wouldn't have to wait for the world or the gods or whatever to make one he found out the formula to essentially make one himself so he's trying to take the chosen souls from these people yeah as far as i know that's exactly what he's trying to do to me really yeah yeah i guess i have the the thing, the the it, whatever it is. Oh, sorry, I didn't know that. He only needs one more. Right, so here's what really is my only extremely pressing question. If I don't allow myself to be that person, does he have others lined up? Does he have someone that wouldn't know what's coming that he can do this to? No, not that I know of. I think that it's probably just as difficult to find a potential chosen as it is to find the chosen, because the chosen at least is out there in the world making a flashy show. A potential chosen could be anyone. Yeah, okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, all right, boys, so you heard it. I don't know exactly what this means or if I can even force it to happen one way or another, but that's part of why Lana was in my head is because 
she was the chosen and she got this look into the future uh, about me and about certain events and and she wanted to help so if i become the chosen if i come back then i at least have that knowledge of what i am and what will happen if he gets me if i don't take it then somebody else that doesn't have the information might get taken and used and then it's game over anyway so again i don't even know if we can manipulate this so that i do or don't have it but it's kind of a a choice we got to try to make and see what we're aiming for you know what i mean lana came to you too yeah what did she come to you for she tried to warn me years ago about me being turned, and I, I couldn't understand what it was she was telling me. I had this weird dream where she was in, this is going to sound strange, but she was in a house in my head in a crystal, and she was talking to me. That is exactly what happened. Oh. She said that I had to be careful because I was going to be turned, but at the time I didn't even know what that meant. So if you had a crystal in your head, does that mean you potentially could have been a chosen too? I don't know. I don't know what that means. Yeah, as far as I know, like when she appeared to me in in my head, you know, in that sort of house in my dream, she was in this crystal that was in my mind. So as far as I can tell, that's like, that's part of it. That's kind of the thing that gives the potential to be a chosen is that somebody with experience can, you know, fill that void and like give you more, give you power of some kind. Like Firestorm. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Okay. Um, What's that professor's name? Stein. No one cares. <laughs> Whoa, dog. I wonder if he even knew. Maybe, maybe that's why, I mean, I was nobody. I don't know why he would have taken me to begin with. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, that's a game changer then, because if he did know, and again, if I don't take it, and he finds you, then he can make it you. I don't think he can. No? You guys 86'd my body. I don't have any place to go back to. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's not exactly a good thing overhaul, but it's, you know, a good thing for the sake of him getting a hold of you again. Yeah, I guess. Woof. Um, okay, well, I mean, that answers some things, but holy hell. Um, I don't know. Is there, is there anything else that sticks out to you about how he was trying to do this? Any process to it? Anything at all? When I died, it was a theory. I think you'd have to talk to someone who has been around more recently. Wow. Okay. Um, good to know. Hell, do you know anything about where he goes? Any layers? Any any spots that he frequents? I mean, for the most part, he stays to the Argonaut. Do you know where that is? Yeah, it was right off the coast of Hawaii. Booyah! It was right off the coast of the island. We knew it. It is right there. Yeah, but what are the chances that it's going to still be there is the problem. Do you have... Any other names of people in his network besides the people that were on the island? No, I mean, he only had three generals when I died. And did you guys kill Eston? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as far as I know, he doesn't have any generals left then. But I'm sure that's probably changed. I mean, he wouldn't just leave his top ranks open for long. No, I mean, he's got Ori out in the field now doing a bunch of his stuff. Oh. Oh. Do you know anything about an invasion force of spider people? No. Okay. Good. Good, good. Unrelated, but... I don't even know what that means. Do you happen to know what kind of vampire he is? Who, Grigori? Yeah. No. Darn, I was just wondering, because we came across one called a Vercolacus. It's a totally different species. Um, how familiar are you with the, um, with those magic circles that Esten had and that were in the shop where you were caged? Very. I mean, I was part of creating that process and 
combining the creatures. Oh, okay. Any information at all that we could get about that and how that worked? I say that because one of those sort of matched a bigger one that we found in Indianapolis. Oh. And so, I mean, anything we can figure out about what that whole picture might look like uh, would be great because we need to figure out what in the hell that they did at that theater. Well, yes, the size of the circle just has to do with the area that the creature that you're transferring from might be in. So inside of Eston's lab, they were very small circles because we were forcing the creatures. Do you, do you know what the process does? No. So there's three circles in a triangle, and then you have kind of the focal point in the middle, and you put something inside of each of the three triangles, and you can transfer an attribute to the thing in the middle. So at Eston's lab, we would put a ghoul in the middle, and then in one of the circles was a lamprey, in another circle was a coconut crab, and then the other circle was an ant. That's what allowed them to feed not only through their mouths, but with the little suckers on their fingers. The coconut crab gave them armor and resistance to the light, and then the ants allowed them to communicate through smell. Wow, okay, that's brilliant. Thank you. So if we had one that was much, 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 much bigger... It would either mean that there was a much bigger creature, or the person who set the circle out wasn't exactly sure where the creature would be, but they knew it would be within the confines of that circle. Okay. And so each of the bigger circles is just what? Like tailored to... The effect it's trying to imbue into the middle? No, they're all the same. All three circles are the same, but they're just in different patterns because when you rotate each of the circles counterclockwise, they create the symbol at the focal point. Okay, well, sweet. That is certainly a lot more information than we had. I mean, Um, what was going on in the place where you found the circle? Well, there was a, um, a ley line that was sort of at the very center of the circle, Oh, that could be used as the powering rune. And there was a soul bat in the theater seemingly guarding it. I mean, the soul bat might be the thing they were trying to transfer a power from. Oh, okay. Wow, that makes sense because the soul bat by itself is rough. So we have two more circles that were seemingly being used for some other kind of creature. All of those attributes were being put on. Whatever was at the focal point. Okay. Um, That's terrifying, to put that in perspective of they're trying to charge something. Maybe they're trying to charge Gr- Grigori. Is that possible, maybe? Like he was trying to get souped up with something else, a little extra? The forces on the outside have to be more powerful in the attribute that you're trying to get than the force in the middle. Oh, I see. Like so if like the ghoul if put, was already armored, there's no reason to get a crab in there because the crab armor isn't as good as its armor. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Typed bonuses don't stack. We know that. <laughs> we've played enough pathfinder to know that my man what about the i don't know that you'll know anything about this the invisible person who shot me and blew up a door on the roof does that ring any bells it was part of the whole circles in indianapolis thing and when we went to check out one of them some invisible person started trying to snipe us and then shot me and had rigged a door with explosives and had us dead to rights no that was a stretch i was just Really hoping. <laughs> yeah. All right, boys. I've got nothing else. Um, Rachel, uh, thank you. I wish there would have been a way for us to figure out how to, you know, save you as opposed to do it like this. But I understand. And Reeves is, has just been kind of quietly listening. When we're done here, could you smash my crystal? I think that I can not need to be in it. It's real weird in there. I don't like it. Do you 
pass on at that point? No, I think that since I was, and again, this is just my understanding of how I think it works, but I was kind of trapped in Tass's brain because when I sent my astral projection out as I realized I was dying, I sent it back towards the ship and I must have hit him. But things started to get weird after the house burned down in his brain and I realized now he told me that was when he died. So I think I could just, I could just connect to any of you for now since you're living. I just don't have a body to go back to. Oh, I wonder if we can find a body for you to go back to. Do you think that there's a body that doesn't have a... Define body, because there's a big animate suit of armor out there that you might just be able to hang out in. I think I'd fade after a while. I've This is taking a lot of effort. It's like astral projecting is like turning on a flashlight. It's shooting yourself away. And after a while, I think the battery's going to die. Hmm. Is there a body? Have we created a body? You've destroyed most of the bodies you've created. As good hunters should. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, is just hitching a ride in one of them an option to make it easier on you? That's my theory. I think that it, at least for now, be less tiresome. All right. Well, let's start with that, and we'll get back to that once we regroup and figure out what in the world to do from here. Okay. Oh, guys, God, I forgot what's probably the most important thing about what I got from Lana. The previous divine was her protector. So, like, there's a connection. I, I, I have a name, at least. We've got, like, some... A newspaper article and stuff, actually. We stumbled upon some stuff while we were here. Okay. Rachel, what about you? What do we do with you now? How do we allow you to pass on? I don't know. Do you want to pass on? I mean, I don't want to live in this crystal forever, but I don't know if smashing the crystal lets me go. We'll hold on to it. We'll try and figure out how to get you out of there and get you to the afterlife. Um, Before we um, shove off here, uh, Reeves or or Rachel, do either of you have any idea whatsoever what it would be that would trigger me becoming the Chosen, whether I want to try to grab it or avoid it? What do you know so far? Just what Lana told me, that um, I kind of have two people that would help dictate that. One person would um, lead me on the path to it, and somebody else, it it would lead me down another path, but it was hazy to her. Um, That's it. That's that's really all I've got. As uh, as he's asking this question, I'm going to tap him on the shoulder. And by tap him, I mean tap him on the crystal. <laughs> and uh. I'm going to point out, Tass, you, you know that one of them was already possibly a chosen, and the other one is quite powerful themselves. So one of those could be the one that goes into your crystal when you resurrect. Okay, when you put it like that, I sound like an asshole. <laughs> Reeves nods. Yes. <laughs> okay. Rachel, I'm going to yap at these guys for a second and then ask you a hard question. Boys, Um, part of me feels like this is just walking straight into a trap, and part of this feels like it's the entire point of getting the information that I got from Lana is, you know, the level of preparation. Because if I don't become the chosen, he might be able to do it to somebody else, somebody that isn't ready for it, and then he's done it, and it's game over. So I'm... I'm a little inclined to take it. Thoughts, comments there? Yeah. If he wanted to turn you into the Chosen because he needs another Chosen soul and he had other options, why wouldn't he pick an easy target? Why would he do it to you, the hunter with a team, if he could have done it to any asshole? The logic part of my brain says, yes, it's better off in your hands than in someone else's hands because at least you have a divine to help protect you. And I can help out every once in a while too. Um... (laughs) And you got a whole team of people ready to help you out with this. So I say, yes, take it. It's yours. There it is. There's my boy. <laughs> you set that up like there was going to be a part two, like the emotional part of me. He's a science guy. There's only the logic part. It's true. The logic part of my brain says this, but the logic part of my brain <laughs> also <laughs> says this. 
Uh, I'm going to turn back to Rachel. Rachel, this is a, a big thing to ask, but would you mind riding shotgun on uh, saving the world? Well, seeing as I kind of had a hand in helping him destroy it, seems only fair. All right, let's uh, let's do the damn thing then. And I put my hands up in the air and say, ready? <laughs> like you're like a toddler wanting yeah, to be picked up? exactly. Okay, um, well, then, next time we see you, hopefully you'll be back. Hey, thanks, guys. Yeah, I, I mean, I think I just give kind of like a trying not to choke up nod and grab all the crystals again. So you guys start to head out of the room, and as you head towards the stairs, Strom is coming down. Uh, I put all the crystals in my pocket dimension, just in case anybody tries any funny business. And you can see that she is in a different body. She is no longer in the scarred, beat-up, hairless body. Is she back in the original? She's not, but she's in another younger, attractive body that she's kind of put on a social facade again. I think the bargain is complete here. I think we're out of here. There's something missing. What do you mean? You said you would put back everything that you found. There's something missing. What is missing? And she points across the room. There was a jar there with a liver in it. It's gone. I didn't take it. I don't know what happened to it. I don't have it. Well, uh, Strom, I don't know how to tell you this, but Damien might have it. What? We don't have it, obviously. So there was only one other person that was with us. Is it the one that we sent Damien to check? It is. Yeah. He was the one who was supposed to go check that, and he said there was nothing there, so... And we took his word for it. I mean, and barely took his word for it. Like, we kind of grilled him for it, and he's, he kept to the story. Yeah, sometimes you gotta have an ace in the hole. <laughs> you hear from the top of the stairs, and Damien comes walking down. Listen, Strom, I've known of you for a long time, and I've seen your vindictive side against people. I didn't think for a minute that you were going to let these guys walk out of here without you trying to track them down for the rest of their natural lives. So I'll make a deal with you. I'll give you this. And he conjures a jar with a liver in it. And in exchange, your grudge ends today. Or you can keep your grudge and I'll destroy it. And then I'll spend the next couple hundred years of my life tracking down the last few pieces you've got left. And she is furious. There's a very long moment where she looks up at him from the bottom of the stairs and he looks down at her from the top of the stairs. And eventually she holds her hand out and she won't make eye contact with him. And he comes down the stairs and he places it in her hand. And he grabs the other one and shakes it. All right, boys, let's get the fuck out of here. I, <laughs> I want to look back at Strom and go, will you, just do, will you just do one thing for me before we go? What? You remember in Men in Black when Vincent D'Onofrio's character is like sugar and water. Will you do that just real quick? Do that line? Because your bug's in a... Get... Yeah. Out. Okay. And as she screams, like her mouth gets really wide and some scarabs fall out. I just teleport to the next floor and meet them at the top. And uh, Damien doesn't even appear. Like he doesn't come to the top of the stairs. He GTFOs. So it's just me. I'm just getting out of here. (laughs) All right. I'm the one running up the stairs. Yes. All right. I think she scares a little bit of like the poop out of me. I don't think I'd be able. I think I involuntarily teleport out of there. That's fair. Uh, yes, yeah, so you guys get to the top floor, and I assume you get in the elevator, and you go down, mm-hmm. and you get back to Jake's car, and Damien is leaning up against it. I just high-five, like, that was the tightest shit I've ever seen. Holy crap, I didn't think she was going to buy it. What do you mean? You just didn't think she was going to take the deal? No, no, that was a pig liver. <laughs> <laughs> Damien, whatever your middle name is, O'Doyle, you rule. You hear from the crystal. rule. <laughs> Well, that was the best. That was the coolest thing. Boy, you're a good liar. It's it's a little intimidating, but who? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go. I got some stuff to take care of. Hey, 
thank you so much for your help on all this. And man, even when you lied to us, you you knew what was going on, and, and I appreciate you. Well, you know, I hate to give a super old parable, but don't judge a book by its cover. And he vanishes. All right, let's go home and figure out how to bring our friend back. You guys climb into the car and head south back towards Indianapolis, and we fade out on you guys getting on to the freeway. The lights come back up on Rev's apartment, and Jake is prepping Tass's body. Tass is clothed in his old IPT gear, and he is laying underneath a sheet in the center of a circle. TJ is going through some old tomes and notes that are piled up on the table at the center of the room, and Rev is prepping the circle. TJ, roll investigate a mystery to try and help out with this, to try to figure out the parts that, well, that Rev doesn't know yet. He has kind of the basics of resurrection, but he doesn't know quite what to do with the whole thing with the crystals. Seven. All right, you get a hold one. What is being concealed here? So the thing that you find as you go through all of these notes and piecing together the parts of the story that you heard from Tass in the crystal and the things that Rachel has said is that at the moment of resurrection, you need to take the two crystals, the one containing Tass's soul and the one containing Rachel's soul, and you put the one for Tass's soul over his heart, and you put the one for Rachel on his forehead. It's essentially like chakra crystals, and at the moment of his resurrection, the two spirits will be relocated to those two locations. All right. Well, then I convey that to to Rev and to to Jake. And I nod in just total comprehension. Oh, mm, of course, yes. The crystals are placed on his chest and the other on his forehead, and Rev begins to cast the spell. He asks the two of you to join him, even though you aren't quite sure what it is that you're doing, but he knows that he can't do it alone. Tass, roll weird. Oh, no. This is how resurrection works. And whatever your stat is to weird, plus or minus, you do the opposite. So if it is a minus, you add to it. If it is a plus, you subtract from it. It's a lucky seven. And that's with your adjustments, or you have no adjustment? I have no adjustment. Tess, you are sitting in darkness. Again, that feeling of how long have I been in here? There is no sense of time or really anything but a sense of self. And then there is a blinding white light. And Rachel is standing next to you. Your ears are ringing because it sounds like people are screaming all around you. And you realize that the scream is coming from you and it's coming from Rachel. The two people turn as they scream at each other and they merge into one. And then you black out. And you open your eyes and you're looking at Rev's ceiling. But when you wake up, you don't feel anything. Like, you don't even feel the spryness or awareness that you felt as Tass. You just feel kind of nothing. And you hear Rachel's voice in your head. You're missing something. I can't tell what it is, but Tass, it didn't totally work. The two of us combined, we didn't, we didn't make it. We're missing something. Oh, God, did we mess it up? I don't know what's to mess up, but do you feel it? Like, I can feel that the power is there, but I, don't, I can't tap it. Yeah, I, I don't even feel like myself. I don't feel like I used to. This isn't going to make any sense to you, but I just feel like I'd be shooting a whole lot of ceilings right now. I just, I just don't have it. I don't know what it is, but I don't, I don't have it. And over in the pile of your gear, your phone rings. I guess I'm going to go get it. So you guys see him stand up. Holy shit. Just bear hug. Almost tackle bear hug. Yeah, I imagine the four of you are standing in the middle of the room hugging. Yeah. 
Hey guys, um, I think my phone's ringing. So? <laughs> Let it go to voicemail. You're alive. Uh, we did it. And no. it does. It clicks over to voicemail and then it stops buzzing as you guys are talking. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely think I take a minute and just take stock of myself. Like the last thing I remember feeling was explosion. So like I'm seeing, am I like all messed up now? Is my body broken? Like what's going on? It's not you feel completely fine, but again, you feel completely normal. Yeah, this is messed up, guys. Something didn't work. Uh, I just, I don't feel whole. So, like, you're not the chosen? I don't know. I I don't know. I can hear Rachel. She she agrees. Like, there's just something not right. You still got guns. <sighs> yeah, I, wow, I don't know that I trust myself with them. Yeah, I'm just grabbing my stuff and kind of idly flicking through my phone and... Yeah, there's a voicemail. I'll open it up and listen to it. Hey, Tess. This is Damien. Ah, it seems like my bargain with you is finally complete. Well, at least with this voicemail. The last piece of information I had to give you that uh, she gave me when she made this deal was, uh, well, you're not going to be complete until you can find her weapon, because the Chosen has a weapon. But like she said, you ain't the Chosen, so you got to find hers. Hasta luego. All right, it is time. It's been a while for End of Mystery Experience. Dun, dun, dun. We're like three behind because the stories just kind of kept running into each other and it seemed weird to give experience while someone was dead. Well, I've got my pencil ready to make little marks. I know. Let's this do is this. still super unfortunate for Taz because he doesn't have a class I to don't. get experience in. He's like uh, Harvard in the summertime. Hmm. Or is it like Yale in the summertime? I always forget what Ryan it, says. It depends on what school you went to and who oh. you want to insult. All right. So question number one, did you conclude the current mystery? Yes. Yes. Good. And what was the current mystery? Bringing Tass back from the dead. And Hi. what was the previous mystery? Trying to prevent him from dying. <laughs> <laughs> and that one, no. no. Uh, you did figure out what or who the Verkalakis was, at least. Yeah, I guess it depends on your definition of conclude, because they all ended just not necessarily well. The Verkalakis is dead. And yeah. they stopped the Verkalakis poison from killing me. That's true. That is true. <laughs> it was not a mystery about stopping C4. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, fact, that was a wild card. No idea that was happening. Did you save someone from certain death or worse? <laughs> we oh, saved no. our friend Tass from the death that he just experienced. We undid the no from the first mystery into a yes on the second mystery. That's right. All right. So one out of two is what we're saying with with that one. If you're getting two points per, you're kind of fifty fifty on number so that's two. A half sure. Yeah, thing, that's a good so... call. Yeah. All right. Uh, did we learn something new and important about the world? So many things. Oh, goodness. Just so, so many things. Um, we got hard proof about how the um, the summoning circles work. Uh, so that was really big. Um, how the chosen work. Um, you know, a lot of history on Lana and just that she was that at all. Um, that she was married to the previous divine. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton. Like, I think we should get a, just, just a point for every one of these and make a comprehensive <laughs> list. <laughs> He's a real friend. I mean, he is fighting for you guys, knowing that he gets none of this. That's true. And then also we learned that he's actually kind of good. He's not the jerk we thought him to be. Damien, I mean. Oh. Oh, I mean, I, like, I mean, Tass, Tass is not the jerk we thought him to be. Uh, no, uh, the fact that Damien, like, kind of turned it around. Like, maybe he's not a, a demon because of 
that's how the world works, but maybe because he did something in the past that he needs to be redeemed for. Uh, what about with the Verkalakis? Did we learn something new and important about the world? I mean, we learned that you don't only come back as a Verkalakis if a Verkalakis killed you, because Dr. White was not killed by a Verkalakis, but he became one. Yes. And I, I just like this whole idea of the different tiers of vampirism. Like, that's kind of cool that there isn't just a kind. Like, there are these different things, different styles. Right. Like, almost styles. Different that's not species. the word I want. Yeah, I want he species, and Ori were all the same. certainly not the same thing. Right. right. Like, we'd hinted at that before with Rev telling us, well, it kind of depends on what kind, but that was very vague. Now we're like, oh, okay, no, there's like an assassin bot vampire. And um, yeah, they, so that was really cool to see. They've all followed different skill trees. So they all chose vampire <laughs> yeah. class, but then when the skill trees opened up at level 10, they all went different directions. They all or in different stuff. if you're a Final Fantasy player, their uh, their glyph spheres were like totally different branches. Video game reference. Video game reference. Did we learn something new and important about one of the hunters? We learned that he has the potential to be the chosen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about with the Verklagas? We learned that uh, I can, in fact, be killed. Did it? I'm trying to think of... About each of us. I don't think anything new came out about me in the Verkalakis arc. No, I don't think we did really learn anything in the Verkalakis arc about any one of us. It all kind of came to light either right before that or right after that. Yeah, I guess that's a hard no. All right. So for that, I think everybody gets three experience. And... 12 gear points we missed a pay cycle so yeah yeah you guys missed a pay cycle <laughs> you guys didn't get paid for halloween or the verkalakis story arc or so now you're getting paid for overtime do i at least get the gear points i think that you can have half of them since you didn't do a lot of heavy legwork in the most recent story arc <laughs> that's true and i've leveled up all right so what are you going to take i'm going to take a play from another playbook I'm going to take from the expert uh, the move called preparedness. And uh, what it is is when you need something unusual or rare, you get to roll plus sharp, which I have in abundance. Yeah. Uh, and so on a plus 10, you have it right here, right now. Oh, I thought of this just in case. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I always carry one of these around with me. Yeah. Uh, on a seven to nine, you have it, but not here. It will take some time to get it. And on a miss, you know where it is, but it's somewhere real bad. And you know what that means. You have to go get it from that really bad place. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what that means. And that's the only place it exists mm-hmm. in that bad place. We're going to take you to your bad place. <laughs> oh, no. Whoa. All right. What about you, Jake? Did you level up? Yes, I did. What are you going to take? Uh, I'm going to erase one used luck mark from my playbook. Woo! Nice. Nice. Get that luck back. Because currently I'm I'm now rolling just a plus one on luck rolls. If I erase one, I'll get it back up to at least a plus two on okay. that. So nice. So is there anything you guys want to talk about with these? You know, we've been through a lot actually since we've had time to kind of go over the story or go over uh, what the characters have been through. Is there anything that's kind of on your guys' mind or anything you want to go over or rehash or? Okay, I just want to say first off, Damien. I'm so sorry. I was about ready to kill your ass. <laughs> your evil slushy plan. Yeah. Um. I just keep thinking about the way we recorded all of this in general. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I had written out this story, and I mentioned this a little bit in the intro last week, but we essentially played Jake and TJ through to the point where Jake put the white crystal into uh, the viewer, and then we went back 
and we played Tass's story. Um, and so kind of as things were unfolding with Tass, to watch Jake and TJ silently react, oh God, oh no, oh God. <laughs> it was it was very enjoyable. So that is why we kind of jumped back and forth because I felt like it would lose something if I told both those stories at the same time because I don't think you can help but let things kind of bleed into your subconscious if you know, like, you know, if you guys subconsciously knew that Damien was working to save Tass's soul, you know, you never would have said like, oh, he's an awful person and no one will ever miss him. Um you know, words hurt, and he remembers those things. <laughs> I definitely learned not to go out of my way to plan elaborate missions for you guys. Because <laughs> you're just going to shit on them. <laughs> there it is. Uh, the knowledge that they had from those blueprints, though, ended up being super good to yeah. have. Someone sent me that meme the other day of Dennis and Mac sitting at the table. <laughs> Where it says, like, you know, above Mac, it says Rev, and then it says a heist in the plate, and then it says Jake over over Dennis and just throwing it down the hallway. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. And don't worry, Jake, we'll have a heist, a real planned out heist one day. I have to assume that, like, Rev just has a list of, like, things he wants to put in the game at some point, and heist, I mean, he, he crossed it off, he did yeah. it, <laughs> he I made it. it up, it's not happening again. You know, in, in building that heist, I was interested to see where TJ finally used Oops, because since it was such a item and knowledge-laden place, there was something different depending on where he used it. Uh, so I had a list of eight different things that you would find depending on what room you used it in. Ooh. I thought, you know what, it shouldn't just be, oh, there's a thing in here. It's like, no, because, you know, she keeps different levels of power or information more and more closely guarded and you didn't use your oops until you were inside of essentially the um the vault yeah, I, and the i kind of planned that a little bit because i was like you know what if there's any place that anybody should ever use oops it's inside of a item filled vault of some sort yeah so yeah, you guys got a lot of stuff and then you lost it. And we'll talk a little bit about what you found on the pictures that Jake snapped uh, <laughs> later. But so what do you what do you think is going to happen with her now? You know, she's just up in Chicago and she doesn't necessarily know yet that it's a fake liver. And I feel like at some point she might be a reluctant ally. Like she's got a whole bunch of stuff. And at some point we might need something and it might be like a cut a deal or like she's our merchant. You know, like if we need a specific thing, she'll trade us for a better thing and we've got to go get it or something like that. I have a feeling that at some point she's going to find out that the thing's fake somehow and all bets are off and we're going to have a, a new villain. Like we're going to have to fight her at some point. Yeah, it's going to be like, um, did you guys ever watch the Aladdin cartoon that they made that Disney made? Oh, yeah. Uh, there's a character on there called Abyssmal and he was sort of like the anti Aladdin. Yes. And he kind of helps out a little at one point, but then he just becomes this total like he almost becomes like the power behind the evil sort of thing past Jafar and everything. Yeah. 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 I mean, at least in the sense of the deal, if you go back and listen, you know, she says, oh, my liver is missing. And Damien says, oh, you got to have an ace in the hole. And then he comes down the stairs and he says, I'll trade you this. And he just pulls out the jar. He never says your liver. He just says, I'll trade you this. And this is what I want for it. Uh, so he just kind of using the language of the contract. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, my like super crazy, you know, just shower thoughts of trying to <laughs> sort through profound thoughts that I haven't had, but um, you know, come to you in the night. <laughs> what? What did you just say? <laughs> Let me start that over. I smell smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my, my only like pseudo profound shower thought that I had about this whole thing was she has to like come up with a whole new persona, doesn't she? Like if she's been an established person in a body and has been making these deals and knows people and is a 
force. Like she has a new, we wrecked her body. <laughs> She's probably got some illusion magic. That's fair. Yeah, okay. I can get behind illusion magic. I was just thinking about like, okay, she just has to be like, hey, I took over for Strom. I'm Strom. How are you? Yeah, it's like when they changed out the guy on Blue's Clues. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nobody liked that guy. I'm excited for when she does whatever she's going to do with the super magic bow and arrow and like she's got this ultimate weapon now that we're going to figure out a way to go back over to Elnor and get a now incredibly magical extra powerful siege weapon because we left them with metal and tools and bring that back and go I've got a bigger gun like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> nice try and it's been hundreds of years for them now yeah. oh oh God, yeah. that was the most powerful There's the single most powerful magic item you've ever seen now this is yeah it's mine actually it's been almost no time for them oh that's right yeah, yeah, that's it's the other been, way yeah it's been like a day for them since you guys left <laughs> oh God. that's fine they don't need that long <laughs> yeah yeah i i had been waiting i mean that was quite a while episode wise waiting for jake to open his extra dimensional space again uh, because i i noticed i was like oh he didn't give that back oh that means he still got it okay and i'd kind of decided like okay as soon as he opens it it's just gonna fly out because he kind of crammed too much stuff in there and his magic was more powerful there and right that was perfect timing for that to happen in the sense of what it was you guys were trying to accomplish like i could not have written that better to to time out that way good work thank you i'm very forgetful <laughs> I actually, uh, on the day we have recorded this, I spent most of the day hanging out with Strom's namesake. It's accurate. I came home and she was sitting in my living room. And so I ran up to my yeah. office and hid the liver. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I've got to find a weapon. I just like point to the pile of them on the table. No, Done. No, 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 no. Like a, uh, a special weapon. I guess it's like similar to your hammer situation. She had something that was the chosen weapon, and whew, I guess that's the next step. We got to find this thing. Okay, what was it? What did she have? I have no idea. Well, Anastasia will know. Oh, yeah. I'm going to pull up the pictures on my phone that I took of like the article about the divine, about Anastasia, and see if it's got any information about her or any information about her compatriot or anything in it. So you pull up the photos of the article entitled Woman Saves Family of Seven Claims to be Chosen by God, and you expect to see the name Anastasia, but it's not there. But the name Lana King is, and at the top of the article is a photo of a woman standing, backlit by fire, holding a spear with a family huddled around her feet. Oh. And the article tells the story of a woman who says she was chosen. She didn't know by what, but she was here to make the world a better place. She thinks God chose her. And she went around the world trying to help people to make the world a little better of a place. And that along her way, she had met some people that had helped her and that she felt like she was making a difference. You imagine this must be why Strom had this, because this is knowledge. It gives the name of Lana King. And it does mention Anastasia. Hey, look who's in the paper and look what she's holding. Okay. Ooh, a spear. That's a start. Yeah. Okay. We know what it looks like. As you're holding out your phone, showing them the picture, all three of your phones vibrate. Gonna pick it up. So did it work? Hi. Oh, good to have you back. Thanks. How are you feeling? Is he weird? Are things bad? I, I just really, really want to eat human flesh, but otherwise I feel fine. He's got four legs. I can see they haven't fixed your sense of humor in the resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it worked. We, we've we got him back here. He's, he's A-OK, and we've got... A mission. We've got something to do now. You absolutely do. Does he feel like he's in fighting shape? Um, questionable. All right, well, 
Nothing like testing it than getting you out in the field. I got something that needs to be done, boys, and it's an emergency. One of our old operatives, he's having troubles. He needs your help, so get here as soon as you can, and I'll help you get to him. Okay, all right. Uh, so we're, we're going to start packing up our gear and thank Rev. Rev, thank you. And give him a big old hug. No problem, guys. Jesus, take care. Thanks, buddy. Love you. Thank you. He actually tells you to send him that photo so he can see if he can find anything about that spear. I'll send him that, and I'll send him the photos I took of the book, too, just for the hell of it. So you guys get into Jake's car, and you head back towards IPT. Margaret is at the door, and she is kind of frantic as you guys come in. Uh, yeah, a friend of ours. He used to be an agent here. He's having some trouble. Uh, I, the last communication I got from him it wasn't good. It seems like he's under attack by something. I don't really have any more details, so I'm just going to send you guys to him. And she pulls a bag out of her pocket, and she sprinkles what looks like soot on the ground, and there is a flash of light, and you guys are gone. And suddenly you are inside of a very dark cabin, and there is a little bit of firelight, and you can hear screaming and combat outside, and there is a woman laying on the ground, breathing heavy, and you see a man standing with his back pressed against the door, holding it closed, and he's wearing a red, tattered jumpsuit with a huge white beard, and at your appearance, he smiles. Well, I know I had you on the naughty list. But Margaret said you could help. Time to get to it, boys. The North Pole's under attack. Falling Network, where fiction producers flourish. It happened in the quiet town of Podunk, an ages-old family mystery. What happened with Great Grandpa? Why won't you talk about it? Because there's nothing to say, Ninten. Begets an unprecedented paranormal event. Help, brother! <laughs> My lamp attacked me. It was hovering the air. It unplugged itself and came at me. Mind control. Why is that crow smoking a cigarette? Okay, we're playing inside today. Zombie. I could have gotten out of here on my own. You were hiding in a coffin. It was a good disguise. Extraterrestrials. You've seen them too? I've been observing them for days. <laughs> I beat up aliens with my baseball bat. Children with psychokinetic powers. I let that little light of mine shine, Mama. And it melted the darkness away. And that's just the beginning. Introducing Mother, She Wrote, a travelogue diary through the biggest cult phenomena in video game history, the Mother series, as it's called in Japan, and Earthbound, as it's called everywhere else. Each episode, we recount the story through immersive audio drama as it's lived by the characters, unpacking the surreal adventures, tear-jerking moments, and what it all means. If you're new to the series, we'll take you beyond the controller and into the story. And if you're a longtime fan, relive these tales like never before and learn fascinating new facts about your favorite games. Find Mother She Wrote on your favorite podcast player and at MotherSheWrote.Earth.